In today's episode, we talk about animal medicine and how we can draw inspiration, insight, and healing from the wonderful birds, creatures, and insects that share the world with us. We'll be sharing personal experiences and doing some card drawings from Belinda's favorite animal oracle deck. Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life. I'm Christy Cook. And I'm Belinda Boring. Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by Starlight and Moonbeams a team of authors and creators whose goal is to bring more magic and creativity to life. Like the stars and the moon, our mission is to share our light in the darkness, guiding others to discover their own light to shine forth too. To receive notifications of new episodes of Starlight Tea and new issues of Moonbeams Magazine, as well as exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to subscribe to our newsletter at ofstarlightatmoonbeams.com. So, Belinda, what's in your cup this week? I broke out my Hufflepuff tumbler again today, and it's got iced water in it, so that is good. I am trying very hard to overcome a chest, cold, flu, crud, crap that got uh, dumped in my lap this past week and a half. Um, so that's what I have been trying to do, like, in my life cup, is just trying to get overcome the crud and... I kind of feel like it's been a message from the universe, from the goddess to say, Belinda, you know, if you don't slow down, you think we're joking. If you don't slow Mm -hmm. down and look at your priorities and look at your abilities and capabilities, we're going to do it for you. And it's just, it's, oh, this week, it's kind of reminded me of how I felt when I had COVID, just the, the out of breath and I didn't have COVID, but it's that fatigue and like you can't do too much you can only do just a little bit before you're just out of breath and so that it's been I want to say humbling it hasn't been frustrating because I've enjoyed being able to slow down Um, I was still able to get my full garden in Um, I wasn't able to do it as quickly as I wanted but I was able to do something something is better than nothing yeah, just trying to, to heal and slow down. I think that's the the message that I got this week. Just slow down and then just out of my garden again. I've really enjoyed it. Just this morning, I was out there early in the morning and it's almost like my energy and the plants' energies. We just aligned beautifully and I just felt this like buzz, a buzz of joy. And I was like, oh, this is what it is, that peace and stillness. And so I probably wouldn't have felt that if I hadn't slowed down and got sick. So my goal is to slow down so I don't get sick. So that's the <laughs> message, right? That would be good. Yeah, <laughs> that's horrible. But what about you, Christy? What's in your cup? Mm, my physical cup is ice water. And in my life cup, it's interesting that you said that about the plants and aligning your energy because there's a tree. I Well, Last year, the whole time I was living here, there was this one tree I'd sit out on my balcony. It was just straight in front of me by the little pond. 
and it looked like a dancing lady the way the branches were and she had this big hair and everything and she was beautiful and she actually inspired one of the activities we did for the retreat last year but the hurricane ian took her down so yeah it broke my heart and recently though i'd say in the last six months so it took a little while i found another tree actually two if i go out my building and kind of down a little bit there it, there's a road i cross where i take the dog to do his business and there's a tree there and i don't know there was just one night i was outside and it was a almost a full moon it was really quiet it was late enough that i mean we're right by the highway even the highway was quiet and I just really connected with her and I, I just really aligned with her energy. So I know that buzz you're talking about. And I call her grandma tree now, grandmother tree. Aww. I try to go see her every night. I notice that energy alignment sort of during the day, but it's really at night when it's just really quiet. And we, we kind of have a conversation and it kind of started because I'm like, I'm so sorry that you're just kind of stuck in this one place for your entire long, long, long life. And I just got this message back that she's like her, her own whole world. She has all of these little bugs that call her home and they have babies and she gets to experience that. And she's growing her branches and her leaves and everything. And so almost, it's almost like we have this conversation and yeah, that, that energy alignment. And then the one across the street, it's very similar size. It's the same kind of tree, very similar size, but there's just something about that one feels masculine to me. So that's grandfather tree. So I say oh, hi yeah. to them every night and get that alignment since I don't have a garden. I do have my plants. So yeah, that's, I guess, something going on in my life. What else is going in my life? My life cup. Some big things that will be coming forth soon just making sure everybody personally knows who needs to know before the big public announcement comes. But it, it's a decision to do something I've been wanting to do pretty much all of my life. And I've done it here and there for short periods, but for one reason or another, it just wasn't something I could do long-term. And now I'm in the place where I can at least see if it's still something I want to do long-term, go longer term than I have in the past. People who know me well enough are going to know exactly what I'm talking about just with that kind of hint, but I don't want to make a big announcement because I kind of want to get, you know, some things figured out first before I really make a big announcement about it. But I'm really excited. It's really scary. It's something I definitely need to do because it's a dream. It's the life I'm wanting to create. And it's freaking scary, but empowering at the same time. And it's, and I know it, it's, I'm mentally in the place where I can take it on and boost my own confidence in myself and my ability to do this. I've never, like you came, you came across an ocean to a whole different country all on your own. <laughs> you know, I've never done anything just all on my own and kind of crazy like that where people are like, what are you doing? But you just know in your heart and your soul that it's, it's right, that, that it, it's what yep. you need to be doing. So 
yeah, I'm excited. I'm scared. I'm trying. There's a lot to take care of in the next couple of months. Um, in addition to everything else we're doing with the magazine and the podcast right. and the programs we're going to start offering um, later this year and next year. So yeah, there's a really a lot going on. And I am finalizing all my plans for coming to see you next month. I'm so excited. Like, <laughs> I know, me too. Like It's less than a month away. So we're going to have a good time. It is. Time. It's less than a month. Yeah. I'm excited to go to Sedona and to do our Maven ceremony there. I'm excited yes. to show you my garden. You get to I'm meet my grandson. Yeah. There's all these just neat things. So some great things happening. Yep. Yep. So really exciting. There's always something fun and magical going on in the world and with of Starlight and Moonbeams. Subscribe to our newsletter to receive weekly news, updates on our offerings, and exclusive gifts and promo codes for our shop. You can also hit the subscribe or follow button on your app to queue up new episodes as soon as they drop and follow us on the socials. Find everything through our new link tree in the show notes. Also, please consider leaving a review or comment Something that lets other listeners know what you liked about the episode so they can tune in too. This week we're serving the tea on animal medicine and how the creatures, birds, insects, and others around us can often share insight and inspiration if we know what to look for. And some of the things we'll be talking about is what does animal medicine mean? What experiences have we had? Why do we think it's important to look toward animals? And some other things. And if we have time, Belinda's going to do a card pull um, for the collective from her animal card deck. So let's start with what does animal medicine mean? And I will say for me, Animal medicine is that energy, that frequency that each kind of animal holds, each kind of species, but also each individual creature holds that is sending something to you to resonate with. And then that's why we call it medicine is because it is aligning with something within you that you need to receive. And so every animal in general, you know, they offer symbolism, new perspectives, new, you know, new ways to look at things. They offer messages and you can kind of get an understanding of what that might be for you just by looking at the animal's behavior and, you know, what is it known for? So bears are known, you always think of mama bear, you know, so bears are known as being very protective, especially of um, their family and their kids. Um, And of course, they're strong and they're courageous. Um, You look at hummingbirds, what are they known for? High energy, high frequency. Um, They're also known if you know the symbolism of hummingbirds, and this is just something that you start to pick up over time, but they're often messengers from the spirits. So um, probably from someone who's passed on, a past loved one, bringing you a message, even if it's just to say, I'm here, you're not alone. And so to me, it's, you know, symbolism like that for 
each kind of animal in general, but also you have, you get medicine from individuals, you know, including your own pets. And Belinda, you have dogs and cats and everything. And I mean, first of all, we, I think we can all agree they give us joy medicine. <laughs> Our fur babies right. do, you know? It, there's no better medicine than coming home from a rough day and being greeted at the door with someone who is just absolutely full of joy to see you. I mean, that just, it's a balm to the heart, and when you've, especially when you've had a really hard day. What does animal medicine mean to you or what what did you want to share about that? I kind of look at it the same way as you. It's just, you know, medicine, it's the things, the energy that it brings, the messages that it brings. Um, when you mentioned about my fur babies, I think of Odie, my first little chihuahua. I wasn't looking for a puppy and there he was. And that little dog got me through some of the most hardest and challenging times of my life. And he was really such an emotional support. And even now, even though he's he's passed away and he's gone, I'll get pictures of him, which were like in my memories and in my photos and stuff like that. And it just reminds me. And okay, this is kind of corny, but when he passed, I got his ashes um, I got his body cremated and I put it in a little chest that has something embalmed on it. And I actually have a $2, a Jefferson $2 bill in there. Mm. And it symbolizes, um, I'm going to butcher it, you know, the the life of pursuit of happiness. Like, these are the things that we do. That was what Jefferson, one of his big speeches, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so to me that symbolized my bond with Odie that symbolized the medicine that he brought me he brought me that love that support that one-on-one soul connection during my pursuit of happiness that was when I had depression the hardest that's when I went through therapy and so yeah my pursuit of happiness and freedom that's what that symbolized and that was the medicine I got for him him that just it reminded me that I put that in his little memorial Mm -hmm. chest and but other than that animal medicine is it's you know they say to pay attention to the the world around us and that the goddess the universe god whoever you follow your higher source that they use very other different ways of reaching out to you of inspiring you healing you messages wake up calls whatever you want to call it and animals are just one way to do it. I remember I didn't really pay much, too much attention. And then I watched The Secret. And I remember The Secret saying in one one part of it, where you pick a personal totem, you pick something, a symbol or something that you know when you see it, it tells you that you're on the right path. That's the medicine that you receive. Um, and you align yourself with that. And I remember thinking, the butterfly for me, that became kind of my totem, my personal sign that I was on the right path. And I remember once <laughs> in a past a past time, a couple of decades ago, having to do something real hard and being on a bike and having to carry my bike over fields and over fences and onto roads and stuff. <laughs> and just thinking, what the hell have I got myself into? Like, my gosh, this is not what I thought it would be. And seeing butterfly flying and and being there and being that sign and so when I watched the secret I thought that's what my sign is going to be that's 
and and it served its purpose for the longest of times whenever i felt discouraged or wanting to give up along comes a butterfly so much so that i have a butterfly tattooed on my wrist that reminds me to breathe it, it's just it's one of those things but now um i guess we can go into the experiences we've had for me now i also see it as proof of magic when i when i need a little bit of magic in in my day if i need that boost if i need confirmation or just to know that the goddess is listening someone is listening and I just, I need that sparkle. Um, I see elk and I see deer and it's the most, I freaking love it. Like I could be totally just almost despondent, like, uh, and there is an elk or a deer and immediately my energy is lifted and I'm excited. And I have little conversations with them too. Like, hi deer, hi elk. Mm-hmm. I know that deer, cause I looked it up, deer it symbolizes that moving through life. I, the ones I've seen when they jump over the fence, they're very graceful and they're just so beautiful. And it's that reminding of when you're going through and facing life challenges to do it with grace and to trust your intuition, to be light on your feet. And so I like that. But especially elk recently, I see a lot of elk. Like there was a story I did, story I did that I had and I was like, well, you know, should that be the thing that I focus on now out of all my books? If that's so, I want to see an elk. Within the next mile, I want to see an elk. There's an elk. And I'm like, okay, that can't be, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, elk are a big thing for me. And it's just a, what about you? What experiences do you have? My experiences, I don't really have a totem animal in our world. Because like I said in a previous episode, Phoenix is really my totem animal, which is really weird because I will say I have a thing with birds, but it's it used to not be a good thing. Like they used to attack me. They would attack my car. And I knew oh there gosh. was something going on there. And what's really strange is I've noticed since I really have focused more on my spirituality and aligning my myself with where I'm supposed to be the more I do that the more birds have become my ally and I'm honestly I am really just now coming to see this they don't fly at my cars anymore I mean it used to be I mean even other people's cars where I'm driving in the passenger that a bird would dive bomb the car that would always happen to me but it's it's not happening anymore and I think it's because I've you know slow down and become more aware and talk to the birds and you know come to appreciate them instead of be scared of them because I mean literally when we were in England a whole bunch of pigeons just flew through the train station right into me like there's it's a very crowded train station. They missed everybody else, but I got hit like I don't know how many times by this flock of birds that flew through. And so yeah, I took it very personally. But it's, it doesn't happen anymore. And so that's a good thing. In fact, I'm starting to kind of pay attention to the crows around me. I don't leave them gifts because I do live in a condo building. And I think my neighbors would absolutely hate me if I attracted a flock of crows that became very protective of me because um, I've heard horror stories Uh you know, that people in apartment buildings when they do that and none of their neighbors can go outside without the crows thinking they're a threat. 
or go back inside. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, I digress. I've noticed more just in general and what you said about looking for the signs. And I can't remember if we had discussed it in a previous podcast or if it was at a ceremony or when it came up, but we, when we have a dream and we remember it and we wake up, I think probably if not all of us, most of us immediately are thinking, okay, what did that dream mean? You know, what what am I supposed to get out of that? And we'll start looking up the symbology of whatever it was that we dreamt about. And when you become more awakened and more in tuned with your higher self and that outer world, you're definitely doing that because you know that there's symbology there. You know that that's your subconscious and your spirit self, your higher self, your spirit guides. That is someone sending you a message. And so you know to be looking those things up. But they don't stop just because you're awake. You just get focused on other things. You don't have, uh, they don't have your undivided attention. And so they're out there. And so I notice more now, um, I'm trying to think of what the situation was, but all of a sudden there are a whole bunch of dragonflies around me. And it was exactly the kind of medicine I needed. It was about, I think it was when I was in this uh, last week in this, kind of crossroads of do I do this or not? And dragonflies, you know, they zip around and they're they're um, speedy and they can turn and adapt and they're agile and they're also signs of transformation. And so it was it was a confirmation. It was like that was exactly what I needed at that time. And that's where that magic comes in is because, you know, I'm just walking my dog and thinking about, wow, am I really ready to do this? Do I, you know, am I mentally ready? Am I emotionally ready? Am I physically, am I going to be able to do this? And to have that confirmation, that's where the magic comes in. Like right there, right then when I needed it, just like with your elk, you know, it's, yeah, um, okay. I, if, this is what I'm supposed to do. And sometimes it's kind of like, oh, you know, do am I supposed to ask for a sign so deliberately, like put in a demand <laughs> to goddess or the universe or whatever. But, you know, sometimes you ask and you are given exactly what you needed, what they want you to know. So I love that too. And then sometimes too, um, when you start to work and realize that animal medicine is there for you that energy that resonance and healing is there is I seem to be seeing quite a lot of spiders lately or like I had an instant where I when we go out to work we open up our blinds so our grandson can look out the front window and wave goodbye we do this whole little ritual and one day there was this little freaking praying mantis I never see praying mantis and so we took a moment it was something that, and that's what I love about animal medicine. Sometimes it makes you stop of mm-hmm. what's going on and paying attention. Like there's a reason why we notice these things. And so I noticed this praying mantis and I showed it to my grandson. We took photos. And then later on, I looked it up and a praying mantis symbolizes the power of stillness about the balance in life of calmness and intuition and patience. It's also one of those things where it's seen as good luck and good fortune. And so I can't remember, again, I can't remember the situation that was happening, 
when I saw it. But those are the kind of situations where I notice something. Oh, you know, I, I, this this little creature has just come into my 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 perspective, into my field of vision. I wonder what's there for me, and then I'll go look it up, and I'll be like, oh, okay, okay. And most times it's spot on. It even if it's just the hello we see you, we love you, you've got this. Um, like I say, to me, it's magic. It's a reminder that you're not alone in the universe and that you're loved and that someone is aware of you. Yeah, and it's that energy. I mean, it always, it comes back to energy all the time. It's you are vibrating at something that is attracting that particular animal's energy to you. And because it it's something that you need it's some it like you said it might be an affirmation or an acknowledgement it might be a new way to look at things it they might provide a lesson i mean you can look at animals and understand and watch how do they move in the world what do they eat where do they sleep and you can learn from them and when you notice that and you suddenly see especially an animal you don't often see and you suddenly see one, really pay attention to their habits, their habitat, their way of movement. Are they an air animal? Are they more desert, fire? Are they a marine, a water animal? Or do they bury or burrow or whatever into the earth? I mean, you, you, you can, you know, look at the elements that they might be trying to tell you about or bringing into your field. So yeah. And it's funny that you talk about spiders because I will say my personal experience are spiders and snakes. I've always been terrified of. The thing is I have absolutely no basis for that terror. So I've really been working on that in the last couple of years too, because I know that they bring very important medicine and instead of being afraid of them to and it's still from a distance. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like budding, budding up to them or anything. I'm not there yet. But I at least give them their space, especially if they're outside. I'll just, you know, give them their space and say, okay, you you just stay over there. I'm not going to actively try to kill you, which I have done with both spiders and snakes. So now I, you know, I'm trying to overcome that fear for myself because I don't have that basis. I don't have a traumatic experience. It's conditioning you know, it's learning from other people who are scared of them and like, oh, that's something to be afraid of probably when, you know, I was very young and just picked it up and carried it with me. And yeah, spiders give me the creepy crawlies with all of those legs, but they're also really freaking cool, you know? And yeah. grandmother's spider has so much medicine especially for creatives because she's the one threat weaving, you know, with the threads of life and weaving together the stories of our universe. And so um, I'm trying to become more captivated and awed by that rather than the, all those legs crawling on me. I, I mean, I still, like I said, I still stay far away and the really big ones freak me out, but I'm trying to, face that head on. And I invite other people to, you know, do the same. Snakes are funny because, um, not funny, haha, but they're a little different because they do, I mean, in general, pretty much every culture sees spiders as a benefit. They, they do eat insects that 
we don't want, you, you know, that are invasive or whatever, they can be venomous, obviously, but that's their defense mechanism. Snakes, however, throughout society and history and cultures, their symbolism can be conflicting. So, you know, yeah. obviously the Bible teaches that, you know, snakes, and that's probably where my fear of snakes came from, to be honest, is, you know, the snake in the garden um, is evil. And so snakes are evil and, you know, they portend bad luck or bad fortune is coming to you. And, um, but other times they can be a sign of good luck or good fortune, or I like to see snakes, they shed their skin when they're growing. And so, you know, that's when we are spiritually growing, we, we shed our skins. We have to let go of what no longer serves. It's just too tight. We can't live in that skin anymore, that way of being anymore, those habits, those behaviors, those um, decisions that we used to make that weren't good for us. We, you know, when you grow and you evolve and you learn and you heal, you can't wear that anymore. So, you know, that's what I like to see from this snake now. What about you? Do you have any phobias or any animals that you I'm just, just thinking. It's so, 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 so funny. I was born and raised in Sydney, Australia, and I see it everywhere that people don't want to go to Australia because of the spiders <laughs> and the snakes. Because we've, oh my gosh, we have it all. All the creatures. And, yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny that I wasn't really scared of spiders and snakes until I came to America. And really? It was just, yeah. And one thing I noticed too, like in the old place I lived, I was always seeing spiders and killing them and screaming and oh, all the drama and jumping up on the bed. And then in the end, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go my way. You go your way. As long as you don't cross my path, we'll, we'll, co, we'll co live together. And so um, that's done me really good. I don't actually see many spiders because, yeah, I, I, yuck, just yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> But I let them do their thing because they serve a purpose. They're living their best life. I'm living my best life. Snakes. Oh, my gosh. I used to be scared of snakes, but I have two experiences with snakes. One, I remember growing up twice. We would go to England to go visit family. And on the way back, because Australia was in summer, so it was our summer vacation over Christmas time. We'd go back to England, which was winter. So instead of coming from winter back smack into um, summer, back home, my parents, we would stop in Penang, which is a little island that's off Malaysia. Mm -hmm. It's part of Malaysia, but it's off Kuala Lumpur. And and we would go and see all the different temples there and all the Buddha statues. I didn't know that. So amazing. And I remember going up to the snake temple. And I remember going to the toilet and coming back and then putting snakes on you. Like there's tables. They're all mm-hmm. like stoned, I think, from the incense. And, they, and people come and put <laughs> snakes on you. And I remember just going, ah. Oh. But that's a memory that I have. Um, so I faced that. And then my brother-in-law owns, dude, it's a yellow boa constrictor. I don't think it's a, I don't even know what it is. It's just huge and meaty. And it's probably nine ten feet long and I have an actual picture on Facebook of it around my arms where I'm kind of holding it like Britney Spears <laughs> and I just remember going okay 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 take the picture take the picture okay okay I'm done 
Um, so I have some tolerance, but it's it always cracks me up that I wasn't really scared of these things till I come here. Other than phobias or fears of other animals. I'm going to go back to snakes for a minute there. I have a hate relationship with squash bugs right now, but that's because I'm a gardener. <laughs> they can go live their best life somewhere else. But what were you saying about snakes? So it, you just reminded me where my phobia came from um, because I was thinking, you know, when I was in college, one of my roommates, she had a snake and I would hold it. I would watch her feed it. I mean, it was just really cool. But my ex-husband was terrified of snakes and a really good friend we had about the same time, both of them from the uh, Midwest Plains. She, When she was a kid, she almost died from a rattlesnake bite. And rattlesnakes are very populous out there. And they also are in Florida. Florida, we have a lot of snakes. In fact, they just had the big python. I don't know if it was a national news or not. Well, I know the, the biggest one was because they just discovered um, that huge record-breaking one. Um, but they have a hunt every year where people from all over the country come down to hunt rattlesnakes because they're so, or is it rattlesnakes or the pythons? Now I can't even remember, um, but they're just so prevalent oh, wow. down here and they don't, they're not native. So, but it was, that's who it was where I got that phobia from. So that's something to consider is, you know, where do we get these phobias and why do we have them? And are they ours? You know, are they really something that we need to hang on to are we attached to it It, it's there's kind of a bonding especially over spiders or snakes you know the nope noodle a lot of so many people are terrified of them so there's a bonding over it but what are you missing when you're attaching yourself to that phobia instead of allowing yourself to maybe expand and see what that animal might have to offer that's beneficial and exactly. not just trying to terrify you. <laughs> yeah. I know that like on the flip side, there are animals that I've been drawn to. Obviously, I write the mystic wolves. So I write wolves. So I've been drawn to wolves. I have wolves all through my house. Um, I know for the longest time I was drawn to elephants. Just that mm-hmm. steady, the wisdom. And it seemed like uh, every gift I got was an elephant. But I and I love them. They fascinate me when I go to the zoo to go and watch them move about, how graceful they are. I know um, one of the animals that I'm really drawn to are sloths. I don't know what it is about. I I can think now of the time time they had the medicine that the sloth brings. It's that slow down. Slow down. down. (laughs) Yeah. Don't be in a rush. And that, and that is a, it's a huge medicine for me and I, I'm sure others too. We're such in a rush to do things. We've got to go to work. We've got to go home. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. That we, we rush through our day. We rush through our week, month, our life. And next thing you know, it's August 28th. And you're like, where the heck did the freaking year go? You know mm-hmm. you've lived it. You know you've done it because you've got photos to show and you've got memories, but you rush through life. And that's the beauty of the sloth, that it does everything in its own time and it's slow and does things purposefully. And just, it's kind of just that, not my, I want to say laziness, but they're not really lazy. And it kind of reminds me also of the koala. The koala, it's just sits and snoozes in its tree and it's just 
does its thing, but it's that slow down. I actually, that was one of the things that I actually talk about animal medicine. One of the things that's a tradition that I've done probably for the past four or five years is my birthday. My birthday wishes that I want to go do an animal encounter or do something mm-hmm. animal related. So I'll go to the aquarium and I'll stand there forever. And, and it, it makes me so happy. Last time I did that with uh, my grandson is the sloth was asleep and then woke up like the handler moved it about so fed and I was standing right there getting to see this and I took video and photos and to me it was so magical um we've done deer encounters where we went to a deer farm and I just love deer so yeah fed that um I went and did a sloth encounter that was probably one of the highlights where mm-hmm. we went up to an out of out of Africa up here in the Valley Phoenix Prescott somewhere and to go in there and I got to feed this sloth like you can't hold them because they're you know you want to keep them healthy and things like that Mm -hmm. but to be in the same breathing space I was just in (laughs) awe like it makes me emotional to see these beautiful animals and so yeah that's the fun the and and I love being able to share that with my family and with my grandson and to pass that love I'm the one that if there's deer and elk on the side of the road, Mark knows automatically to pull over to the side of the road. And I'm like the window down talking to them. Hi, baby. How are you? Where's your mama? Oh, thank you. Thank you for stopping. And I'll take photos. He knows to do all that kind of stuff. If we see anything, it just, it fascinates me. Animals fascinate me. The energy, again, the energy that they bring. And also being from Sydney, I'm not used to that. I'm not used to seeing cows on the side of the road and horses and deer oh, really? and wildlife. Yeah, no, I I like to tease people and say, you know, in summer back home, you never left your doors open or your windows open because kangaroos would totally just walk in and make themselves like they'd hop in and make themselves comfortable <laughs> in your house. You never knew if you'd find like a kangaroo sitting on your couch or they get in your kitchen, they ransack your food. And, you know, when you go outside, you have to be careful that kangaroos don't fall on you from the trees. Like, you've just got to be super (laughs) careful for this stuff. Really, Belinda? No, no. I lived in an apartment. We call them flats, the first floor. I I will say I woke up to kookaburras laughing and and Uh on my balcony or on the clothesline. I lived in apartments. The closest I ever got to snakes and spiders was the snake and spider man used to go down to one of the beaches and you'd see, um, or I'd have to go to a zoo or a wildlife park. Um, I, I was never used to seeing wildlife. And now I live in a rural town, small town, America. And so I love it. I love seeing someone walking their sheep. Oh my God, that's so cool. That's so cool. So yeah, it's, it's definitely something that I love. And I I love the jolt out of life that it brings. That's what it does for me. It's, it gets me out of my head and it puts, it almost puts life back into perspective. Like, okay, whatever was going on inside my head, whatever I was overthinking or worrying about, it can just wait because look at this, look at nature. This is beautiful. This is something that a lot of people don't see. And I just soak it up like all that kind of stuff. And so, 
Yeah, you reminded me. I've always loved elephants and giraffes, and I actually collect elephants to a certain extent. Pigs were my thing for a while. I was drawn to little piglets, but it got to, it was kind of one of those things like, oh, isn't that piglet cute? And then suddenly I had a whole collection that, you know, people, (laughs) it's like, oh, what do we give Christy for Christmas? Let's give her a pig. (laughs) And they were really cute and everything, but um, yeah, I don't know where the kind of lost interest in them. And I, I love the elephants. They're majestic. And I was thinking about the giraffes, how they, their medicine is like seeing from a much higher view, a lot like birds, but they're still grounded. You know, they're still, their feet are still on the ground, but they're giving a new perspective. And I think that's really what we're trying to get across with this episode is seeing from the eyes of the animals that you encounter, seeing, you know, leaning into their energy into their behavior because they are natural like you were just saying you know that is without all the crazy thoughts and drama and the world is ending and you know everything going on in the world on top of our normal day stress animals don't you know yeah they have to survive but they're in their natural way of doing that And before we wrap up, I just want to say that you don't even have to go far because, you know, I have Buster. Buster's going to be 16 this week. He has been with me through everything. Yes. Happy birthday, Buster. He's been with me through everything. I mean, he was, we got him when my oldest was a freshman in high school, I think. And he's about to turn 31. So, I mean, he went through all of the boys growing up and leaving the house through, you know, my worst times. Um, In fact, he was kind of my reason for living sometimes. But the thing, you know, some of the things I've learned from him is just finding comfort, finding joy in the little things like a snack (laughs) um, and a walk. (laughs) And he really helps me to be present when we are walking. And that, that's something I really wanted to just, you know, remind people when you're out walking your dog, instead of scrolling on your phone or getting all caught up in your head on everything that you need to do today or what didn't get done today or what you need to do tomorrow, who you need to call, what, you know, what's going on, what what are you making for dinner? Instead of, you know, letting all that just roll through your head, yourself and your dog's perspective and watch them you know they're just sniffing out every smell they're having their best life they're just focused on the here and now you know it's just right now let's look at this flower let's smell this let's you know check out this other dog and let's not smell his butt but you know (laughs) whatever is more a little bit more natural for us humans but you know there's there's lessons there in their just natural habitat they have so much to teach us and that's where their medicine is and then the magic is just how they share that with us and just by being themselves it's such a blessing it is sounds for you what Odie was for me and what for charlie and hamilton are for me to just sweet sweet like you at least know that at least one one thing loves you in the world your dog right you know everyone right. the world could be going to hell but your your puppies 
they love you. Your fur babies, they love you. And so, yeah. yeah. <sighs> okay. So, do you have a time for a reading? I got my card yeah. out. Let's, let's do see. a reading. Are you doing this, this for the collective? Yeah, let's do this for the collective. Okay. This is for all of us, for all of you listeners. No matter when you're hearing this, it is the medicine you need at that time. Oh, I don't even know what animal that is. Okay. <laughs> I love this deck. Let's see. It's number 29. Let's see what animal you are. <laughs> it's a lizard. Lizard brain. <laughs> it says, breakthrough. The medicine of this card comes through when you're about to level up and have an amazing breakthrough. But you must be made aware that your lizard brain may attempt to self-sabotage. The eye opening in this image is likened to a seed ripping open to become self-realized. The reptile head on the bottom of the card represents our unconscious reptilian brain, the limbic, limbic system. This part of our brain represents fear, flight, fight, addictions, and other emotional behaviors. It hates change and thinks it can keep you safe from pulling by pulling you back from taking important risks that can lead you to great success. The lizard brain will drown you in fear of potential failures and tell you to stay in the job or relationship to make you that makes you miserable because there is a strange safety in the familiarity of what you know. Hey, at least you know it's horrible, so that's safe, right? Wrong. It says this card is about surpassing the prehistoric programming of our beliefs and behaviors to evolve into who we know we can be. The art of your breakthrough is the determined effort to constantly question your perception. Hmm. So I guess as a collective, we're about to make a breakthrough. And mm. just to remember that when we're making these risks and we're, and we're making these changes, that there is that tendency to self-sabotage ourselves, to lean back into what's familiar even if it makes us miserable even if we don't like it it's safe um the mm -hmm. card the medicine from the lizard is it's okay to make that change that sometimes the greatest risks bring the greatest success so don't self-sabotage yourself there you go uh, yeah i know exactly what that means for me <laughs> <laughs> it's like um but it's funny that uh for the collective and it just makes me think of how we're still in Venus retrograde and that's kind of what she's been teaching us is to let go of our old persona because it's mm -hmm. we're entering a new cycle and it's time to you know release those attachments to what was safe and what worked before so that we can step up to what's next exactly well I like this episode I Anytime we get to talk about animals and their influence in our day-to-day -day life and just how much medicine they bring, it's one of my favorite subjects. And we would love to hear any of your stories. So if you want to share them in the con comments or shoot us an email or a direct message and we can share it in a future episode. But we would love to hear your stories about animals and the medicine that they've brought you because it might be something that someone else needs to hear exactly at that time. So please share with us and uh, we look forward to hearing from you.
Hey, Christy, what Starbursts are you sharing today? So today I am shooting out a Starburst for our very good friend and author, E.J. Facenda. She is one of my favoriteest people in the world. Um, she is a Havenwood Falls author, but she's written many other books as well. Her Havenwood Falls first books that she wrote are about mountain lions, so it seems kind of fitting to... Uh, give her a starburst tonight. So you can find her, and of course we'll put this link in the show notes. Um, you can find her at linktr.ee slash ejfachenda. And again, we'll put that in the show notes um, with the full spelling and the link and everything. But we love you, EJ. Your books are amazing. Um, she writes... Fantasy, paranormal, mafia, all kinds of things. And she's been a contributor to the magazine a couple of times. So you might have seen her in there too. So that's my Starburst. I showed oh, it to her at uh, PinCon. She was my table buddy. Yeah. She's, she's so cool. She's, she's amazing. She's just so fun. Um, down to earth. She and her husband, they're just very cool, cool people. So what's your Starburst, Belinda? Um, I thought today would be fitting to share the Oracle deck that I just used in the reading. It's one of my favorites, actually. It's called Animal Apothecary. Um, it's a 44-card Oracle deck and guidebook for manifestation and fulfillment. It's by Kara Elizabeth. And it, seriously, I, I think since I got this about four or five months ago, I've used it every time I've drawn a card. I'm really just drawn to the different ones. I just did a card draw for me before we started the podcast and I got the octopus, the complexity of the octopus that's able to shape shift and change colors and adapt to its environment. And so I will put the information in the show notes, but this is, if you're interested in Oracle cards and you love animal medicine and anything, things that we've talked about today, this is a really great deck to have um, it comes with a little guidebook and I I like with this guidebook that it not only shows what the medicine is it, it's a a good good amount of information it's not just this is what it is boom boom um, mm -hmm. so it's a great card deck to have in your collection so yeah that's my starburst today So thank you so much for joining us for this cuppa. Please come back next Wednesday when we'll be serving the tea on another deliciously magical topic. You can find Starlight Tea on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Player FM. In the meantime, be sure to follow us at Starlight Tea Podcasts on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have a question or a topic suggestion, feel free to DM us or email Hello at starlightteapodcast.com. We hope you'll join us next week. And in the meantime, remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer. Now go make some magic.